Welcome to Americana Quill, ready to write up. Please like and subscribe and tell a friend that likes to subscribe. Today, my guest has a book titled Love Sick Poems, Stories to Turn You On. She's in a guest award-winning poem. Oh, she, yes, Love Sick, guest award-winning poem. And as a master of her craft, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome Miss Kareem Edwards. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm well. How are you doing during this whole pandemic scenarios and things like that? Well, I haven't had a reprieve from the pandemic because I've worked for transit and okay. I've been working throughout the whole pandemic. It has been really sad to see mm -hmm. some of the things that go on, especially with the homeless. Uh, but it's nice to see people come together. I've seen a lot of people look out for each other, which is refreshing. People are a lot kinder to each other. So lending a helping hand is a great thing. It no, shouldn't absolutely. be a tragedy for that to happen or a pandemic for us to be kind to each other. But I'm glad that that's happening. And I'm I'm glad that we're starting to see the sun again because it seems so dim for the last year, but we're starting to get some normalization going on. So I'm happy about that. No, absolutely. So. I guess I want to start off with your journey. How did you start writing? When did it come to you that you should write a, a book or start writing poems? I guess that's where your love started initially. Well, I've been writing since I was young. I started out writing short stories, but after the death of my mother, I started writing poetry. Because mm. poetry, I mean, because I was, I was very sad, very melancholy most of the time. So I started writing poetry and I love to read. You can't mm. do one without the other. If right. you don't like to read, you'll never be a great writer. I and then that I had such a love for reading, I said, I could do this. And I started yeah. writing more. And in my adult life, it became an outlet. I kept a journal. And poetry was something that was just natural for me because I'm in my 40s. So I come from the hip hop era. So I used to rhyme when I was in high school. Okay. And that just trans it just transcended into poetry and it stayed, it stuck. So I'm glad that I did it. I always suggest when someone is going through something, writing is a great outlet because sometimes what we are afraid to say out loud, we can say it freely on paper. So So true. Yeah. I could not agree more. I guess I want to understand the breakdown also of your book because you have it broken down in four parts, if I'm not mistaken. Who is she to you? Poison, trade it all, and you got me. So are those short stories and then there's like a poem to like capitalize I, on it? Yes, those are four short stories and the um the poems are an extension of the stories. Okay. It, it, it sort of gives you where where the stories are coming from. Actually, um the stories go from, excuse me for a minute so I could no, like, no worries. break it down. It starts out as kindling. Now, you know, mm -hmm. kindling is a small fire, mm -hmm. small. And then it's raging. Right. It's an inferno. And then you have steamy, which is really what happens after the fire is put out. Right. You know, now you have the steam. So that's how I broke down my book. This book was a labor of love. Mm -hmm. a labor of love I was going through something in my life and more when most of the time when I'm going through things I turn to writing mm -hmm. so that's what this book was about being that I couldn't be on stage like normally because I would normally do open mics I did a lot of performing 
Mm-hmm. And so I would say, this is a good time. Take this pandemic time and do something productive. I said, so yeah. I'm going to write this book. And I like to write about things that are taboo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when you're, when you're talking about sex, it's right. certain aspects of sex that, are, that is non-conventional. It's taboo. So my book is about the different ways that we keep our relationships together, how we add spice to our relationships. You can add spice to make a spicy situation hotter or a relationship that's kind of stale. You can spice it up. Some people add a person or persons. So that's it. I said, I'm going to talk about what some people won't talk about. And that is an extended relationship where you have another person in your relationship and how that affects you and how sometimes having that person come into the relationship can be spicy or sometimes the person- Detrimental. Yeah. Right. They can catch yeah, feelings and it can, it can go left. Right. So it can start out as an adventure and turn into a nightmare. <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. Totally. Okay. Did you get a chance to read some of the book? Unfortunately, I've been so busy with, with my new job and other things that I couldn't even get to it, but I will because I okay. I want okay. to. Yes. However, I'm, and I'm releasing seven books this year for myself, so I've just been really busy. Oh, that's running great. Around. Yeah. That's great. So, so I've been just running around crazy, to be honest with you. So I guess my next question is, does writing usually energize you or does it exhaust you? Like, did this project energize you or did it exhaust you? It really was energizing to me. It really was energizing. Seeing something that you created come to fruition, it is a beautiful thing. I love the whole process, actually. Even, I have the best editor in the world. Shout out to T.I.S. Smart Young. That's my editor. She is the best editor. She really guided me on this journey. It is a lot of work to write a book. Right. Because you want it to flow. And you wanted to have some depth and you don't want to lose people. Poetry, I love poetry. So it's not a hard sell for me. But when you hear poetry, people like this, I buying a book of poetry. This, that, 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 I'm not going right. to do it. It's nice, but I'm not going to invest in it. So it, that made me very apprehensive to really write a book of poetry. Yeah. I said, I don't know if I want to do it. You know, poetry is a hard sell. If you're not in that community where you like it, it's not something you'll do. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on myself. I know what my content is. I love to write. I know how to capture attention and not be overbearing. Because mm-hmm. that's even with performing. When you're on stage, you have to survey your audience. And you can lose people if you're too long-winded or if they're not familiar with the topic. So I just mm-hmm. try to get a feel for the audience and stay on task. So this was very energizing for me. I'm actually working on a second book. There's a yeah. preview to my second book here, but it's not going to be poetry. It's going to be, it's going to be fiction. fiction. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm ready. <laughs> um, you know, I think I'm ready. No. I'm going to keep it short and sweet and to the point. It'll be an anthology, but it was very energizing. I enjoyed the whole process. I try to recommend to, to new authors and people that are starting out to write. Don't think you have to write 70,000 words to feel like an author. Just complete no. your story from beginning to end and you'll, you'll feel complete and your audience would, ju- if you could get the audience, especially as an independent saying, I wish there was more, then you have them for another book. It's when you write too much and they, be like, and they feel like 
the book could have been shorter or they, or you could have ended it at chapter 12 or you extended it to chapter 25 is where there's frustration. So I always tell people, especially as an independent, less is more if you know what your story is supposed to tell. Right. I That's totally agree great advice. That really is great advice because when I'm, because my book is in Barnes and Nobles. So what is, oh, so that is a big, thank you so much. That is a big deal to me. And you made such a valid point because I see books in Barnes and Nobles that is 25 pages. I've seen books that are 50 pages and they are on the New York Times bestselling author list. So right. you can do a lot with a little. So that advice that you're giving is great. This book is 108 pages. Okay. There are a few pages in the back that if you want to put something in it, like write your thoughts about the book. I've done personal poems to people. Like I did one for my brother. I wrote a personal poem and when I autographed the book, this was, I don't think it needed to go any further. I think this was perfect the way that it was. The short story, I love the feedback that I'm getting because I'm getting a great feedback. They love the poems, but the short stories, which is my first time doing that. Right. That's people like, where's the rest so and that's where you want to have them the right that makes you feel so good i feel so accomplished i've received so much support with this right. book that is overwhelming in the best way no absolutely i could only imagine yes. no yeah so do you try to be more original to deliver to your readers or do you try to give them a little bit of what they know to encompass them to feel comfortable in reading your stories? I feel like that's something that's hard to do sometimes as fiction because you want to tell a story, but you don't want to necessarily, you want to tell original stories. However, you don't want to necessarily stray off a path of, of them thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Um, this is a hundred percent authentically me. This is my because what you what you read is what you get in person. This is my temperament. I am a very open person. Like I have no problem discussing just about anything, right. and you have to be open to critiques, which I'm fine with because mm -hmm. all feedback is good feedback. Absolutely. That's 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 my energy because you're gonna grow from anything. Um, this is this is definitely on me. I stay on. Cause I read a lot, right. I'm an avid reader. So I, I kind of get the, I, I know what people like because I know what I like. No, and I, I read some of everything. I don't keep it, you know, clearly I'm black. I don't keep everything to urban literature. I read everything. I yeah. like an array of different things. I just, um, I love James Patterson. He's one of my favorite authors. And you right. know, he writes so many different things. And I think I have influences from everywhere. Frances Ray, one of my favorite authors who has passed away, she writes wholesome love stories. They're very wholesome. Right. There's nothing, but it's something that I could read and I could give to my daughter when she was younger for her to read. And this clearly is a mature book, but it's not overt. I try right. not to be so overt because you want to be colorful. You don't want to just say, well, he did this and he did. You want to... You want to build up where the person can have their own picture of how it went. Absolutely. Then, yeah. You just want so, to give them kind of the skeleton, I think, when you're writing sometimes of what the premise is and let them fill in the colors a little bit more with their, with yes, their thoughts. Yes, that's an excellent way to describe it, yes. Yeah. Um, so my next question is, since you're talking about different literature and different books, give me one of your one of the last books you've read that was fiction and then one that's probably nonfiction 
of that you okay. truly enjoyed that you can share with the readers or listeners? Well, the, the book that I've just read recently is Life After Death by Sister okay. Soldier. And she's getting so much slack about this book because it's not what it's not what people think it is. I'm gonna say a little without giving away too much of the on pot. It is excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Because is is some people might describe it as fantasy, as a fantasy book. And but it was I, I loved every page. It's very layered. It's very late, it's very heavy. If you're a spiritual person, it's very heavy. It is a great, great read. It is not what they're gonna think it is, which is good because they're thinking it's, they're thinking it's a pickup from the coldest winter ever. Winter is in the book, but it's nothing like you would think it is. It is excellent, excellent yeah. book. Um, what's the last, what's the book I read before that? Oh God! Was that a nonfiction book? Because I try to go back and forth from fiction to nonfiction. A nonfiction. I'm thinking about. I was just reading. What this is what I'm reading now. I'm reading this. What's it called? And this is Goodwill. God, God will help you. Okay. And this is by Max Lusada and his wife. They do Christian nonfiction where they just they just give you pearls of wisdom about life. Mm -hmm. about how important it is to stay connected to God and right. just daily affirmations. That's what I mean. That's a great book. That's right. something that you could pick and you can go, if you're going through something, you could go to the table of continents and it will give you something to uplift you in that moment. So right. I like to read everything. Like I, right. I love to read. If it grabs my attention, if a, if a book is suggested to me, I'm going to go and get it and read it. And I support other, because I'm an indie author now. So anybody that, and I'm in a lot of groups on Facebook, like I'm in a lot of literature groups. If I see somebody promoting a book, I go buy their book, I read it, I read it, I give it, you know, I go and leave a review because we have to all look out for each other because we're no, all absolutely. trying to get to that place. And I've met some great authors. This is, this is exciting for me. I was right. excited about this interview. This is just no, very, I appreciate very that. exciting. Yes, definitely, you know. Chris is a great friend of mine. Yeah, he's, he's a great, great guy. He's a great person. And I was like, he said, well, how do you feel about being interviewed? I was like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. You know, I love uh, to talk. Actually, we're talking about books. And you can give me some, you can suggest some books to me that I can read. I was just thinking that um, when you release your next book, maybe we should do a swap where, and you come on, like you tell me what you think about my book and I'll tell you what I thought about your I book. Love, and, I would love to. I would love definitely to. do that. I truly enjoy reading. It no, is, same, same. Yeah. It's like I try to tell people that don't understand why you have to read to be a great writer. It's like it's like game tape if you're like an athlete. Like you got to watch film on yourself to critique. And sometimes you just want to read other books. It just for some reason it just helps you become a better writer. I can't explain why the dynamics is. It just it's just how it goes. It's like watching film on yourself if you were an athlete. It's the same as a writer reading a bunch of books throughout the year. You just have to do but it. I don't know how you like to write and don't want to read. It's sometimes not a like. Some people feel like they're too busy, but it's like for you to be better, you have to make the time. Yeah, I mean, read. even if you read, and if it takes you, it doesn't even matter how long it takes you to finish the book. You have to start something and see it through. Sometimes yeah. you have to see it through. Sometimes you have to go back to it. Right. Go back to it. Like, I just... 
when I'm, I'm never reading and writing at the same time. No. Love Stick came out in January. Mm-hmm. I write because I, I write for my church also. Mm-hmm. I write a lot of things for my church. I'm actually working on something right now for my church. But personally, anything for myself, I write poetry every day. Right. On my Facebook page, if you go to my Facebook page, there's always a poem at least three to four times a week because writing makes me feel free. Right. But I'm never right. I haven't th- thought about writing anything for the book since Love Sick has been out. And I've been getting constant emails and inboxes. So are you going to extend the story? The bonus story, what are we doing? Is, the, is that book coming out? I said, let's just let Love Sick marinate. Right. Let's let it marinate because it's only been two months. Let's yeah. let it marinate. You gotta, you gotta I, live a little bit for you people to. Sometimes people gotta live a little bit to write, you know. Yeah, you, cause you want it to be good, and you don't want to be distracted. Mm-hmm. When I was writing Love Sick, I was all in. Every day, I was thinking about different ideas. I was like this. I said, okay, I can add this. Let me take this away. This doesn't fit anymore. Right. And every time I look at this book, I'm glad I'm not wearing makeup just in case I tear up a little bit. Every time I look at this book, I just thank God for the gift of writing, because that's where my anointance is. We right. all have an anointance in something. My anointance is in words, because there's power in the tongue, and that's biblical. Right. There's power in the tongue, so we have to be mindful of the things we put into the atmosphere, the words that we speak to people, because Absolutely. they have life. So, I'm sorry. No, don't but, be. Like, it's this all right. Such, this was like such a great accomplishment for me. I'm so proud. No, absolutely. This is something that I wanted to do for so long. And I love your book cover, by the way. It's very clean. Um, did you Thank did you. you take that to a particular photographer to get done for you to help um, you get it done? Or we looked at a couple of things and me and my editor and I was telling her everything she sent me, we hated all the same things. <laughs> the the ones that were sent to us, we like, oh, we hate this. We don't like right. this. And this one was perfect. She really wanted a curvier woman because I'm curvy. Mm-hmm. And she wanted it to emulate my body structure, but we couldn't find anything that wasn't tacky. This mm-hmm. was perfect. I love the color. I love the font. It just yeah. came out. And eye-catching. But it doesn't look cheesy. And that's what right. I wanted. I didn't want to cheat. I didn't want to cheat. I wanted it to be nice. I'm glad you right. liked it. No, no, I thought it was a very well because that that's half the sell is the cover for people. Some people yeah. don't care to read the back. If the cover is nice, they'll give it a chance. That so. yeah, that that'll draw a person in. They was like, and that's I've got a lot of compliments on the cover. They said, oh God, this cover is really nice. So I was like, I was like, oh thank you. You know, I'm very, I'm humbled. Mm-hmm. This is I'm so humbled. There is not an ounce of pretentiousness in me. This is a very humbling experience because we are. You're as an artist, you are sensitive about your work. So when you put your work out there, you just sitting there like this. Please don't hate it. Right. Don't hate it. Very true. Give it a chance, please. (laughs) And absolutely. I'm grateful that the feedback is excellent. And like I said, all feedback is good feedback. Even if I get critiques, I'm good with those. Right. You apply. Absolutely. Yes. If you could tell your younger self, your younger writing self something for the future, what would you tell them? Don't stop. Don't stop writing. Don't get discouraged. When you feel discouraged, 
write more. <laughs> and step out on faith. Take a chance on yourself. Don't stop. Because you are your biggest roadblock. Yeah. You are your biggest roadblock because I did this to myself for a long time. I was like, nobody is buying a book of poetry. Nobody is going to do that. I'm corny. I said, I'm corny. I'm going to go buy a book of poetry because that's my thing. And all people that are in the arts, we love it, but it's not yeah. big. So I didn't think that it would be a big thing, but it really is. But I think you did it the right way. You infused it with stories, right? So it's like, yes, you're giving them what you're great at, but you're also giving them nuance and, and, and subject matter with it, which I think I think more people that do poetry need to think of an encompassing story for it to reach a larger audience. And I think that's something that you've done, which is which is great. Thank you so much. I thought that was a great, because when we were talking about us and maybe I need to write an introduction to the poems and it took on a life of its own because I started writing stories and these are true experiences that I oh, wrote. Oh, excuse me. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, the names have been changed to protect the guilty. But you know, <laughs> this has been, so I was like, this would be good. And I was surprised and I was like, oh, this is really good. This is what I'm saying to myself. I said, I think I did a great job. And my editor, she was like, oh, this is great, Karima. She was like, after we finished everything, she said, I really wish you wrote more stories. She said, I wish that you wrote so much. She said, because everyone that has read it before it went to print was like, I want to know more about the characters. So it gave me confidence to want to write a full fiction story. Well, maybe you should choose one of the characters out the book. Not that I'm trying to tell you how to write, but like maybe you pick the main character, one of the characters everyone loved and you just write a poem in each chapter and you just keep the same story continuous through. Maybe that's, that's how you do it. That's the idea. The yeah. idea is um, those short stories I was going to leave as they are. The bonus story is going to be for the anthology because I'm going to do an anthology. And everyone who's read it, because I have a, I think I'm going to email it to you and get your, get your um, see what you think of it. There okay. is, there's a whole story. Mm -hmm. That's the cleaned up version. I'll send okay. you the edited version of the bonus story. The bonus story is so popular right. among the group of people that I let. They was like, you need to do a short film or something. They said, it is so much going on and it flows. Yeah, I, I've done a few short films too, actually. So it's not easy, but it can be oh, done. Definitely not, I'm sure. I yeah. know that it's so much work to do, it's a lot. But I'm, I'm gonna definitely do that. That's why I put the bonus story in here. Mm -hmm. Get a feel for what people thought about it. And all of my all of my conversations with everyone is, one of my characters, her name is Ashley. Mm -hmm. They hate her. <laughs> She's the most famous character. They mm -hmm. hate her. Like I have a villain. That's why I have a villain. I'm excited about that. Right. And it's, it's, you gotta finish that story. They don't know that it's done. It just has to be edited. Right. Story is story is done because yeah. I was writing that while editing Love Sick. No, so, no, I'm well, that's amazing. Yeah, excited, yes. that's beautiful. So, what was the hardest chapter for you to write within Love Sick, or the hardest book chapter story? I guess. Um, I would have to say, "Who is she to you?" "Who is she to you?" was kind of hard. So it wasn't really hard. It was was it emotional. A little. It was reminiscent. It was reminiscent of a time. And I was like, this one was, 
it's kind of hard to write because you never want to write and have a character in a vulnerable state because in the first two stories is couples. And the third story is the person that's in a relationship, but it's the female that steps out. Mm. So it's like, she's the, she's the person that steps out. So traded all, I thought was brave. I thought mm -hmm. that was brave. And so, the, but the hardest one emotionally wise would be, who is she to you? Okay. No, not even who is she to you, poison. Poison? Poison, yeah. Why when was you poison? The reading, you so okay. Yeah. Um, it was hard because she decided to step away from a situation. Poison is about a threesome. Mm -hmm. Um, and is this loosely based on your life or no? I'm sorry. If, if... Okay, never mind. No, no, no it's it's fine. It's all right. Um, no, no, but it's, these, these are very familiar um, situations. We'll just say that. Okay. So yeah. if, it might not be you, but it might be someone you know and, and right. the stories. Got Definitely. You. And okay. in, that, in that story, she met, this, she met this young lady, but she actually was an ex of the, of the male character. Oh, and they played it off as if they didn't know each other? No, no, they, they act like they knew each other and everything. They knew each other. There was no pretending. He didn't feel comfortable with them being so close. He was, he was forthcoming. But long story short, she pulled herself away from her. Like she said, you know what? It's making him uncomfortable, so I'm going to keep my distance. And then one day she just pops up and she comes to see them both. And they become intimate. But when you see the level of intimacy, clearly they have unfinished business. Mm. Yeah. So. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So. That would mess up with someone's mental for sure. He'd be like, nah, that's a little too intense for it to, to not still be something there because it was intense. Like, I mean, being intimate with someone is you know when someone is just enjoying each other, but you know when someone has been pining for this situation, like, oh, this is a heightened level of ecstasy. Like, also, you, you guys still have feelings for each other and you right. can tell. So mm -hmm. it was, that was, that was a little emotional. Right. But I was glad to do it. Like, I was very happy with the outcome and I was very happy with the feedback from it and reading it I was like it reads well right. and people can relate to it but people won't talk about it because it's taboo no, you know yeah, especially in situations like that because women are judged for having those type of feelings men are looked at as studs women are looked at as why would you let somebody else be with your man even though they would do it, they just wouldn't say anything about it, you know? So that's that's the things that go on, you know? And it's a chance that you take when, if you do it too often, you don't want that to be what's considered regular in your right. relationship. It is supposed to be a treat. Right. It's not supposed to be, oh, this, is, this comes with dinner all the time, no. Right, it depends on whatever the understanding is with that couple. No, absolutely. Right. So you take a chance when you do it. Yeah, that's true. It's very risky. 
I, I wouldn't know. So I'll take you. I'll take no, which is, the which, expertise. <laughs> which, which is good. And I've, I even put something in the book about, you know, if you know that you are a person that is territorial, that you are a person that is not attracted to the opposite sex, you should not do it just to please your partner. Mm. It has to be something that you're both totally in agreement with. Right. And you have to be comfortable enough to talk about what makes you uncomfortable about it if you did right. it if you like it. You don't have to, you shouldn't feel pressured to do it. Right. Right. So it's something that you really, you can't it definitely, like Right. It's something you got to think about if you're really built for it or not. It shouldn't be uh, encouraging that. Absolutely. You should want to bring it to the table, I think, if you're the lady that might partake in it with someone else with a different partner. You can't do it just for him. Right. You can't. Because if you do it just for him, you're going to be miserable. You, have, you will be miserable. And you should you should you should be attracted to the person too. If you're not attracted to the person, you shouldn't do it at all. Mm. Absolutely should be both of y'all on the same page. Right. Definitely. So I guess my next question is do you believe in writer's block? Because I don't believe in writing this block, but I do believe in you can have bad writing days. Like, I feel like anybody can sit down and really write, put something down. You might not just like what you put down. I, I think that's a great, great way to describe it. I don't believe in writer's block. I have never, I have experienced times where I just wasn't, it wasn't jizzing for me. Like where, mm -hmm. okay, this is, this is decent, but it ain't me. Mm -hmm. When somebody else was reading it, but I think this is great. But I guess we set a certain bar for ourselves. And when we don't reach it, we're like, I'm going to keep it. But I don't believe in throwing things away. No, no. I'll rework something for, for three months if I if I already put it down. But I'm not going right. to necessarily leave it as is. Because I'm a person that wakes up out of my sleep to write. If mm -hmm. I, I can be dreaming about something. Or if I'm laying down and I have an idea in my head, I will get up in that moment and go to writing. Because if you don't do it in that moment, you'll have a, you'll have fragments of what you thought it was, but it won't be that same idea. So mm -hmm. I get right to it right then and there. No, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I guess my next question is, before we close out with a few more is, who do you choose to write for? Like for me, I choose to write, whenever I write and I feel like I have a good comp, pretty much the book done, I like to give it to my mom and my wife and let them, get their opinions on it so okay. like i want to know kind of like who do you choose to like give your books to first initially like but who do you write for to hope they like it or get their opinion from well my circle is very i have my girlfriends my mm. girlfriends are really good as of lately who has been like right here is my sister my younger sister who is an avid reader also i trust her opinion totally because yeah. she gets me she knows me I, I sent a lot of stuff to her I was like what do you think my best friend Tamara she reads a lot and she knows me so she'll read it she's like oh I love this mm -hmm. this is great this is this is really good well why didn't you do this with that that's my sister my sister tell me that so I would say that my my best friend and my sister my husband right. also my husband okay. I like because I read out loud like, I'm mm -hmm. like, what do you think it is? He's like, well, read it to me. And I'll read it to him whenever I'm writing. <laughs> whenever I'm writing something, if I'm writing something for church, because mm -hmm. reading this book, people wouldn't know that I am 
the spoken word coordinator for my church. Right. And so I write a lot of things. And I'll let him, he was like, I like that, that was good. But I can always tell when I need to work on something by response. Mm. I was all right. I don't like all rights. I don't yeah. do I like, I like to, I want to move you right. when I write something. I want to move you. I want it to come from a place where, because I'm writing to inspire and I'm writing to uplift. So right. I want it to be moving. So if you say all right, I'm going to take that as I'm going to go back to the drawing board. But do you appreciate that from him being differently from them because he's like the opposite sex of you? So maybe he has a different insight how I will be taken. I think that's why I enjoy hearing what my wife and my mom think so I can get a, a, thought, a better thought of how they would feel of certain things. My husband is very smart. Mm -hmm. So I like to get his opinion on things. And you need a male's perspective, no matter in anything that I'm writing. Because you know your girlfriends think, but not my girlfriends, not my sister. If it sucks, they're telling me. They're not, they because they want me to do my best. Right. But even if it's good, it might be only good from their perspective. So like right. that's what I'm so trying that's to say. Why yeah. I like when I if I if my husband likes it, then I know that I did a great job. Right. If no, he likes totally. it. That's how I feel. Because he's very reading. He's going to be direct. He's like, no, you could have did this. Or maybe you should change that. Or, you, or he'll be like, you're not finished, right? You're still writing it. Let me see the whole thing. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not meshing yet because you haven't finished it. So no, I, totally. appreciate, I appreciate his opinion. Definitely. No, and so now I can send you stuff. <laughs> so I can get another book's <laughs> opinion. No, I hear you. Yeah. So how many unpublished or half-published books do you have in your in your computer or on a USB? <laughs> oh my God, I have so many. Right as of now, because I'm working on an anthology, I have about eight un unpublished stories, you know, that I'm constantly working on adding things to. Are you putting some of them in all in one book or the eight different books that you want to have out? No, they're going to be in one book because I'm going to do short. I'm going to start with short stories. I'm gonna start with short stories. You Got Me is the bonus story that's in this book. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not gonna say I'm not there to do a full on novel, but I think that I'm a, I'm gonna work my way up to a novel. I really think you can go right into it personally from the way you're talking about it and how long you've been writing. It's just about knowing your, your the, the points you wanna hit and just writing maybe 2000 words a day from every 30 days and you'd be surprised how much you'll have. You know what? Thank you. That's great. That's great advice. And I appreciate that. And that's something that I, I think I'll do because I feel like You Got Me is a story that stands alone. Mm -hmm. It stands alone by itself. Yeah. I guess safety mechanisms for myself because I want to make sure everything is good. I said, it. what if I can't go that far with it? But like you said, the book doesn't have to be five to 600 pages. No, no, nobody wants that from an independent author. Like they at just don't. All. Look, at all. Right. And I'm saying that my sister's reading a book right now. She said, this book is 250 pages and I can't get off of 40. Because she said, it's not, she's not moved. Right. She said, it's not moving me. She said, I'm going to give it to you. Maybe you could give me your opinion on it. And I was like, I'll look at it. This after third, but, but you're right. Like my first few books were like 25,000 words. I never, I purposely didn't want to go past that just because I'm all about building catalogs. So if I could build a character that people could fall in love with, great. But like 
doing a book series, you might want to write a little bit more. But if they're all standalones, twenty-five to thirty thousand words could be could be just as good. You know, it depends. Like yeah. See, this is why it's important to talk to other people, especially mm -hmm. in the in the field that have more experience than you. You know, some people get offended. You, this is the learning. You have to learn. Yeah. You can't. You write your. And I'm still learning. I don't know it all, but like for me, but to learning is the books I have. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm I'm really gonna take you up on that because I I'm you ever been in love with a story that you wrote? I yeah, love, a few of them. I love this story you got me because it's it's great. It's so gritty. Right. It's so real. Mm -hmm. These are things that happen, you know. And I'm like I love even the little mean things. When I read it, I said, Oh, that was mean. That works, you know. To say because it it pulls you in, like. Well, that was hard, but these these are the these are the dynamics that happen in triangular situations, and you got me right. as a triangular situation. It's great, I love it. It's it's shady. The shade is impeccable. Like people are like, why? Oh, and that's all everybody said. They said this is so interesting. It's a page turner that I can see it on TV. Yeah. And if you write more than your word count, great, right? But like, if you just reached it, reached maybe 30, 35,000 words, even 25, you'll, you'll be happy with, with your results. I'm gonna do that. I'm, I'm so, ex I'm happy, I'm excited. This is a great, this is like a great journey when you're doing something that you love. If I right. could have my way, I would write, just write. But realistically, okay. I live no, in New a lot of us would. Very, very expensive. So <laughs> I have to go to work. But if it's if it's your passion, you'll find a way to get it done. No, absolutely. And I think as an independent author, it's when you're not popular to the mainstream, you gotta write catalog that like when one person picks it up and they love that book, they'll look at all your other books, right? So yeah. like I think as independent authors, I try to tell everyone that's an independent author that I talk to that we have to think the catalog game. You gotta think long term. It's not about one book being a success. It's about you building out 20 books right. and then one love one person loving that one book and then reading the next 19 books that you already have out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the catalog is definitely the goal. Cause I I can can't wait to see another one of my books. It's it's right. I'm still reeling. Like it's it's surreal. No, I, no, yeah. It is. Um, every day, um, I try not to oversaturate, you know, like, cause you don't want to be like lovesick, 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 but it's lovesick. <laughs> you know what no, I'm saying? No, no, absolutely. It's I mean, lovesick. you have to, you have to promote yourself, right? You're, you're yeah. going to be your best advocate. So I totally get that. And I'm the same way, but I think that's the thing about writers. It's like, we rather just put out the work cause we know how we worked on, on the effort of putting the book out. Right. But sometimes you gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta toot your own horn sometimes to let people know this is what I'm doing. This is what I want to be known for. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a balance for sure. Definitely. And I, that's what I find myself doing that I'm kind of popular. You know, I know a lot of people <laughs> and I'm personable. So I use that to my advantage to, you know, promote my book. And my whole Facebook page is lovesick because right. every time somebody buys my book, they add it to my page. They add it to my page. It's like I had to support my sister, and they'll add it, and they'll take a picture with the book. Or I just cop my book, like my books. It was doing the first day. So many people. My whole page. I worked with Transit. A lot of my friends from Transit bought my book. Well, that's a great connection, right? And you yes. know, 
And I think, I don't know if they bought it from Amazon or however they bought it, but maybe next time you do a book signing for them and you can ship it to them. So that's what I've been doing lately. I've been shipping a book because my books that I have, I carry them to work. They was like, you have a book? I said, I have my books with me. That way I could take a picture. I could sign it. Because a lot of people wouldn't buy it from Amazon. They said, we're going to wait for you to have your shipment at home. Yeah, a lot of people are like that. Get our pictures and that you can autograph it for us. And I said, you know what? People send me money for their shipping and handling. Right. And I mail the book out to them. And no, I was totally. like, that's that's love. That's that's love. And that's what I appreciate. And I appreciate I want people to enjoy the book. It's not about just buying it to support it. I want you to read it and enjoy right. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what helps out with that though too is that people don't realize how much money goes into like getting the book to be correct as an independent author. It, it can run oh. you five hundred to a thousand dollars depending on, on what's going Look, on. It's a lot of work. I, that's why I said I, I respect editors. My editor was worth everything. Mm-hmm. You know, she was worth it because it is imperative that you have somebody there to help guide you. And it helped that she's my big sis. You know, we went to high school together. Oh, that's beautiful. Great. And she is a phenomenal writer herself. Right. And her, you know, her portfolio is amazing. So the fact that she worked with me, she taught me a lot. She taught me a lot. And you want to take something away from any experience that you have and you and share the knowledge. And Absolutely. Share, a lot of people act like they can't help you. So many people have DM'd me since I wrote my book about, well, how do I do this? I said, well, I published through Amazon. It was a great experience. You can do this is what you can do, XYZ. If you're doing a nonfiction book, because my editor, that's a sweet spot. I was like this. I said, she's a great editor. She has a free workshop that you can do. And I, I plug them in with the right areas because someone helped me. We have right. to help each other. It's not a secret. We have to help. It's enough for everybody. No, we I can't agree. Have that attitude. Yeah. I think what bothers me most is when you give someone the information that they don't do nothing with it. It's like, don't waste my time when I could have been focusing on. That right. bothers me, I guess, as a writer. It's like, don't ask oh, me for absolutely. all this advice. And you're not you're not following through like if like i just don't have the patience to like deal with people that don't like to follow through but i still give the advice but it's up to you to do something with it like i'm not going to hold it definitely and i take advice if you're going to sit there and ask questions you know do something with it you know do something with it respect people's time and everything you know some people they and then they want you to do all the work you know right they want you to do all the work they have nothing written you know when you go when you go to an editor, have something down. No, have, have what you think is a completed project. Have some, yeah, and have then something let them... together that they can look at so they can figure out how y'all going to go. When I went to my editor, I had 98 poems mm-hmm. when I went to my editor. And I was giving her the idea of what I wanted to do or what I wanted the premise to be. And we sat down and we discussed everything and she gave me homework. She gave me assignments. I did the assignments because yeah. I'm about, you gotta complete. I'm a person like that. I do not start anything and not finish it. I have to see it through. I'm Absolutely. anal. And it was great. You need this. This is discipline. You gotta be disciplined to do this. If you want it to be good. You have to, and I believe in being on time. No, and I, agree. I don't want to, because I don't want anyone to, take my time for granted. So when we say right. we have a meeting, I'm breaking my neck to get to the meeting to make sure I'm there. I have no problem waiting, but good impression. I want to make a good impression. 
Right. So I apologize for making you wait. Oh no, that was a, I was, I was, I was trying me, to log in. We do church. <laughs> I do church on Zoom. I already know about Zoom. Okay. We do everything on Zoom, and at Zoom is so overly used right now that sometimes it takes us so long to get into any to get into a room, and we've had the room for months. So I know how that is. I just wanted to make sure I had the time correct. No, no, so no. I was really like, good. I've been upset. I got up at seven. I was like, I know we have this meeting this morning. Let me start moving <laughs> and getting everything together so that you can have my undivided attention. Because, no, I appreciate you know, that. I appreciate you taking it. This is a big deal to me. You know, no, I, I'm going to put, this is going to be on my page. I already told my sister about, you know, the interview. And I was like, we got to follow his page. We got to swim. Just oh, that I appreciate that. No, this is, this is what we do. This is what yeah. you're supposed to do because right. that's, we have to help each other out. Yeah, the reason why I wanted to build this, sorry, the reason why I wanted to build this platform is because I don't know many places where authors can at least have something out and then use the content to like promote themselves again, right? So instead of me like paying for new marketing tools, it's like, let me do something that doesn't cost me much, but can still come out consistently week by week. That not only helps me, but helps those that I interview and get people to know about them a little bit, so. Exactly, because you're an author. Right. You know, and you're going to have to give me your information so that I can get your books. No, absolutely. Yes. How about you tell everyone where uh, they can find your books and then I'm going to give them the quote of the week and the lyrics of the week and we'll, we'll close okay. this thing out. Well, you can find Lovesick on Amazon.com. The book is $15.99. If you want to die, if you want to buy directly from me, my name is Karima Edwards. I am Karima All Smile Edwards on Facebook. But you can find me. I am yellowtail underscore one on Instagram and a diary of Rima on Instagram. I have two Instagram pages. Yellowtail underscore one on Snapchat. I'm outside. You can find me on all social media platforms. I'm on Twitter also. You know, but mainly I'm on Instagram. I'm heavy on Instagram. I'm on Instagram a lot. Lovesick, poems and stories to turn you on. It is my third child. <laughs> this is my third. This is my third child. I appreciate any support. All feedback is wanted and welcomed. You know, I am not sensitive. I am even willing to like. I when I do my anthology, I even want to feature other independent authors. Mm. And I don't mind being in someone else's book. Let's work. Right. I want right. to work. Yes. No, that's beautiful. And thank you so, so much. Oh, uh, no, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. So the quote of the week, which I think kind of, I thought about kind of what you're, what you're doing now with your poems and your books. So the quote of the week is from some other writer that I don't think I got their name, but it says, start writing no matter what, the water does not flow until the faucet is turned on. So. Love that. That's, that's Love the that. quote of the week. And that, that kind of speaks to, for me, about just trying to stay in flow. Like to be a great writer, you just gotta be able to go with things and just be in flow. So I think that that's something that all writers should think about. I think that's very poignant. Yeah. And please send that, and send me that. Oh, I'm I will. Because that's gonna go on my page today. <laughs> and then lyrics of the week, I thought of kind of what your title was, and thought of Etta James. And um, so it's from At Last. At last, the skies above are blue. My heart was wrapped up in cover in the in the clover. Excuse me. 
the night I looked at you. So although it's it's just a quick sentence, I just think your book kind of symbolizes just wanting someone to feel whole at times. It seemed like from the title I got. So I just wanted to you get me. have that. You get me. That's what it's about. Six has the ability to, um, when you're lovesick, you're off balance. You're off balance. You just, you're trying to steady yourself. Because if you ever have had a broken heart, it is the, you feel sick. Right. You feel sick. And it's not because of something you've eaten. You can't eat. You can't sleep. You are in a, a constant state of sadness. You love sick, you know. Absolutely. And I that's think we, yeah. we've all been there for sure on some levels. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. So I want to thank you again, Karima. Yes. Thank, no, thank you. Thank no, you. Thank I you. Did. Everyone, please like and subscribe. This has been Americana Quill, writer to writer. Take care. Thank you.